0: Salutations and shit, guys. Welcome to fucking episode 40. That's 12 short of a year. In 12 weeks, it'll be a year of travel and shit. Go fucking figure. Consistent me. Me being consistent. Feels good. So uh welcome to episode 40 of Travel and Shit, your new favorite podcast about travel and shit. More where I discuss the what was learned of travel as opposed to the how-to of travel. I am your host, D Carey, and uh, this is my podcast. This week, it's just me, and I uh, want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much to all of my consistent listeners, those of you, especially my mama. Hey, mama, because I know my mama listens to every episode. <laughs> but thank you to all of you guys who keep coming back every week, and have been supporting me throughout these 40 weeks of me talking about my love of travel welcoming my guests on and all of us learning from each other in this beautiful world of travel and um a welcome to all of my new listeners i hope you guys uh, continue to fuck with the kid and i hope you guys definitely enjoy the content this week is not only special because it's episode 40 but because it is brought to you by one of our sponsors, Taji Magazine. So Taji is a really, really uh, special and important publication that's near and dear to my heart. Not only because a friend of mine is the creator and the editor and the beautiful brain behind Taji, but also because I am a contributor. I am their travel writer. I contribute my um, writings to taji um for i want to say the past maybe five maybe five uh five editions i think i should follow up on that but i've been contributing for a while with taji now and taji is a hella black magazine where we are basically reclaiming our narrative and imagery and um i adore the magazine not only because of my contribution but because of all the other contributions the incredible um photos and the pieces that are submitted by other really incredible uh contributors and um taji has offered a very special discount to travel and shit uh listeners you guys are all getting 20 percent off of your new digital subscription and you're going to use the code travel and shit you spell it the same way well actually no because if you're searching it in your um what do you call it in your like description box for different players and stuff you're going to use the exclamation mark but for Taji the code is going to be travel t r a v e l the letter n and then the word shit spelled normally s h i t So that is your code to get 20% off of new digital subscriptions and you're going to go to tajimag.com and then just use the drop down to go to subscriptions and you can uh, get your subscription there and they're really like subscriptions I want to say are less than $20 for the quarter or is it the year but the subscriptions are not going to break you and you get the, um, the magazine sent directly to your email box. And I really think it's an incredible way and a gift to give others to support a black business. So not only are you supporting a black business, you're actually getting content that you're going to be appreciative of. So thank you Detaji. I hope you guys run over there and get your subscriptions. Definitely take advantage of the 20% off. And um, yeah, I'll see you guys in the digital sphere. Sphere? Yes, yeah, sphere. I'll see you there, um, because it's digital as well. So, yeah, broadening my digital reach. Support the kid there, and uh, also support uh, Black artists. So, this is being dropped and released and given to you guys on the 4th of July. Um, So, happy day off. Fuck the actual 4th of July. I'm really uh, not concerned with the 4th of July, because as us Black folk know, that didn't mean anything to the Black folk that were here for that. So, uh, Yay, America. I do enjoy being an American for the perks that it does afford me, such as the ability to have a podcast where I can express myself and not worry about being jailed or not worry about um, any, I don't want to say ridiculous, but no, yeah, ridiculous retribution for my um, opinions. So yay, America for that. But I will say that it was quite a... Rude awakening to come back. Hey, Kelly, congratulations on the new baby. You he's so cute. Um, I'm also live on Instagram. So, yeah, you guys are picking up on me saying hi to um, those of you who are joining me on the live. So it was quite the letdown to come home from beautiful Cartagena, where I experienced myself as a black woman in the warmest and in the most respected light that I think I've ever experienced being Black. Um, I was sadly greeted by Happy Birthday America on uh, one of the doors in the hallway of my job. And it was just like, fuck America for that. Because coming back home as a Black woman is, you're, I don't feel widely uh, respected, appreciated, and welcomed as a Black woman here in the um country that I live in so that whole happy birthday America after experiencing such a revelry in blackness in Colombia was like oh well here's a rude awakening here's a reminder of why I enjoyed uh Colombia so much is because it's appreciation for blackness is definitely something that has, in my experience, I can't speak for all of you, but for me, appreciation of being black is something that I've had to definitively cultivate. I have to curate that shit and cultivate it and make it a thing for my own life. The same way I do the same for positive energy. I tend to, um, you know, we all tend to be, uh, except for those of you who are fortunate enough to you know, love your work and have more control over the energies that you are around in your job and in your professional life. Some of us don't necessarily have that luxury and we have to um, very intentionally craft that space. And it definitely takes a lot for me to um, purposefully surround myself, not surround myself because I can't change that, but it takes a lot for me to put myself into a positive state of mind, even though I may interact with and work with people who feel and project something much, much, uh, differently. So for me, uh, just being, you know, around, oh, I started saying lost my train of thought. So I definitely have to cultivate a space where, An appreciation for being black is like an actual thing. That's just not something that is prevalent in the environment that I work in. So I make it a a very conscious effort to make sure that it is definitely something that is a strong factor in my personal life. I also extend that to my social media life. I am a very firm believer in block, delete, unfollow. I don't need any uh, space for. People who are anything other than for Black Lives Matter, I am not here for um, anything that is Blue Lives Matter. I'm not here for All Lives Matter. Fuck all of that shit. Um, I'm not. I'm not here for it. And what's funny is I was listening to. I want to say it was Van Lathan podcast, Red Pill podcast. And one of his guests, I think it was the episode with um After Young Crockett, but I don't know for certain. But one of his guests was basically saying that you kind of have to surround yourself with. No, I don't think it was him. It was someone uh, somebody else. But um, you have to surround yourself with people that think differently than you put yourself in an uncomfortable space so that um, you can. Who is this? Requesting. I don't know who you are. A bunch of consonants trying to request the live, um, denied. So, um, you have to, well, they suggested that you surround yourself with people who disagree with you, put yourself in an uncomfortable space so that you can learn from them. And I understand how that can be productive, but in some spaces. I don't think that it does. I think that for a lot of people, and I'm definitely going down a rabbit hole because this, this is not the direction I want to take for, like I have notes. Like I wrote down what I want to talk about actually. But say that to say, I disagree with that whole trying to be friends with and being around people who view things differently so that you can expand your, um, your thoughts and just make sure that you're, um, thinking bigger picture in some cases and that you know you believe in what you believe because you actually believe it as opposed to believing it because you were told to believe it if that makes sense so um yeah I however when it comes to the social media space and my personal piece and what I allow into my uh I guess aura of energy that I consume I don't really have no not even don't really I do not have space for anyone or anything that makes me think that you question myself or my brothers and sisters in blackness, our, uh, basic levels of humanity or our rights or our, um, plight, if you will. So yeah. All right. So that was how I fell down the rabbit hole after I was mentioning how it was quite the difference to come from Columbia loving blackness. And then to this whole hallways being decorated for 4th of July and happy birthday, America. And um, it was trash. I didn't I didn't uh, enjoy that. I still don't like running past the whole happy birthday, America and this whole 4th of July um, you know, bruja cause 4th of July. So that also made me think of holiday experiences abroad. Like when you're traveling abroad, a lot of things people tend to forget is to consider what time of the year and what's going on at the destination. Um, People tend to, well Americans tend to travel of course around our holiday times you already have a day or two or however many off at work sometimes it may be easier for you to get time off from work or it may not be easier for you to get time off at work but people tend to travel more during the holidays as a result holiday travel tends to be much more expensive but even if it's not a holiday here at home consider that it may be a uh, holiday at the destination that you are going to. So I had a few different holiday encounters in my travels that I thought of readily. So one of the things to remember when you're booking these travels based on what the holiday is abroad, consider that there may be certain closures or restrictions, that uh, there may be Heavier crowds than normal and also the prices of things it's during their holiday time so consider that they are also expecting people who live there to be out and about and um, Purchasing things so prices for services if you will may go up more prices for hotels accommodations and um, Experiences or different excursions that you may want to do may be um there you may see an increase in price or a decrease in availability because people are actually trying to spend the time with their families. So definitely make sure that you consider the holidays of the destination that you're going to. Also consider that there are certain universal holidays where you may see a slowdown in response times and um, an increase in people patronizing businesses. My last trip, I was in Colombia for Father's Day. So Shout out to all the fathers in my life, my dad, my grandpas, and my godfather. Um, So definitely did my rounds, called everybody, sent text messages, and showed my love there. But, you know, people in Colombia have fathers too. So the restaurant that we went to for um, the meal that was included in the excursion was packed. It was packed. So there was a quite slow response time that our host had no control over because the restaurant was like the kitchen was slammed. So there's really nothing that you can do. Hey Thomas, there's really nothing that you can do in those instances. And that's also something that you have to or should consider when um, choosing a, Or considering services that you uh, patronize during uh, holidays while you're abroad. Um, What was another one? I went to, while I was in Qatar, I was there during Ramadan. So um, I can't think that I experienced anything. Considering this was my first time in the country, this was my first time in the Middle East. I didn't really have a grasp of what all I should expect so that's one thing to keep in mind however there was also the fact that when I was booking the trip I was aware that alcohol was not really something that was I guess necessarily going to be as readily available there as it would be here in the states or going someplace, um, someplace else. So I was, um, I had it in my mind that there may be certain things that be a little bit different there. Maybe, um, you know, I was expecting maybe a, a different treatment as a, a woman there. Um, I was expecting that there may be larger crowds in the evening because Ramadan, fast during the day, eat after, um, I think it's after the sun goes down. I don't know specifically if that is the indicator, but I know in the evenings, that's when I think it's called, is it iftar? I don't know. So, but yeah, so evenings, people outside, fellowship, eating, spending time together. So that was one of the things that I had made sure that I was aware of before I went there. I knew it was Ramadan and that if I were looking to drink, that it may be a little difficult for me to get um, alcohol, especially during their um, their holy month. Uh, the also oh another good one was Mardi Gras in fucking Nola. So I used to go to New Orleans every year for Mardi Gras for maybe four years. I want to say, and I had the best setup because I stayed with my girl Angie. Hey boo. I would go and I would just pay for my flight, which during Mardi Gras time was definitely more expensive than it normally normally was. And thankfully, I didn't have to pay for accommodations and I didn't really have to pay for too much entertainment because I was staying at Angie's house. So I would stay there for the free. Appreciate a girl. Still to this day. And we would just have a good ass black ass time together. She would get off of work and then we would hang out. And we would just go to local shit because she lived there. So it's not like we would go to any of your typical tourist traps. We didn't go to, you know, places where the prices were going to be expected to be. You know, they have the, uh, the tourist price and then they have like the local price. So because I was her, we will always just do local shit. And we definitely didn't get caught up with any of the touristy shit. I think the first year I went... She took me, I think it's called Stadium or I don't know, it's some big ass club that they have. I am not a party person. We learned that that is not the flow for us. And we never did that again. Um, But yeah, definitely consider that areas like New Orleans are going to have the hotels wild expensive during Mardi Gras. So and your flight is going to be more expensive New Orleans also has a lot of different things going on in the city. They tend to celebrate for tons of different reasons. They have Essence Fest coming up, which one of these days I will definitely go to. Um, maybe. Maybe be involved one year. I don't know. Maybe talk on someone's panel about travel. Go figure. Right. Put that energy into the world. Why not? Um, but. I know I was looking to go with one of my best friends, Del not, hey boo. And when I it on prices, I said, bitch, not this year, cause I ain't got it. It was the, the hotels alone were like, fuck a flight. This might as well be a flight again. I, I could go someplace else with this money that we would be spending on a hotel. So definitely consider uh, those different things when you are the different holidays that you're experiencing. Uh, when you go abroad. Also, consider sporting events. Sounds wild, but I was in, also in Colombia. they had their football team playing in one of these playoffs or finals. I don't do the sports, so I don't know the particulars, but that whatever was going on was totally a thing. Mad people in the streets, mad fights in the streets because, you know, they out there drinking, having a good ass time. So I was walking back to my Airbnb like through maybe like two different fights and um that was fun that was fun um so yeah just be concerned not concerned but be aware of things that may draw large crowds if you're one of those nervy kind of people um didn't bother me but that's because I have sense I'm not out here drunk myself so I'm not you know um my awareness is that what it normally is and i'm aware of what the fuck is going around me so i wasn't um i didn't feel any kind of uh apprehension about being out but being in a new now mind you this was the first day i got there so when i saw how many people were just out and about i was wondering well damn is this normally what it's like every night do i have to expect this to be going out going on right outside every single night but um there was one like main square area like Plaza de Trinidad or Trinidad Plaza or something like that, where, yes, that's the main hub for the evening, especially in that uh, part of the city. Always popping, always packed. But once you funnel down the side streets, it definitely becomes more of a residential flow and it's not too much going on. So consider that, you know, major sporting events and major um, cultural events experiences may, you know, definitely change how you're going to experience your time there. Another thing to consider similar to holidays is off-season travel. So I went to Bermuda in January. It was a bit cold. I think the hottest it got was like 72 degrees. And um, so I only had like one beach day, but I had the beach to myself. There may have been a whopping nine other people on the beach with me. So, or even travel, a lot of times you get a lot more space to yourself. You also tend to have cheaper prices because this isn't the you know, the heavy time for people to be out there. But you want to consider why is it also the off season? Is it just that it's colder or is it also rainy season? Is this a destination that's going to have shit tons of rain? And if it's one of those places that has shit tons of rain, why are you going to that destination? Is it so that you can experience things outside because the rain outside, depending on what the fuck it is you're trying to do, that really may hinder some of what it is you want to accomplish. If you're really just trying to go to have some time to yourself, maybe do some Museums cultural things that are all indoors music plays and stuff that you can kind of experience inside by all means rainy season may not actually bother you but just keep that in mind that if this ticket is normally like $700 round trip and it's only like 350 right now double check as to why it may be that low is it off season? Or are you just really getting a good deal kind of thing? And if so, just be aware of what the off season in that area is going to mean for you and the reason why you're going to that destination. If it's because there are, well, regardless of what the reason is, consider that there may be fewer excursions open for you to do if that's your thing. Me, I like going out and actually doing physical activities and experiencing the uh, culture and um the space outside. Put me in your jungle, put me in the desert, whatever you got going on. I want to go see it. But if it's off season, like in Bermuda in January, tons of the, the what do you call it? Like the boats and the different water sports that are available for you to do at the resort or at the different locations around, because that's one of the trips that I did do a resort stay. Grotto Bay Resort and spa, one of the best fucking experiences I've ever had in my life. There's a cave, there's a a spa in a cave on the grounds. Best massage I've ever had. The facial, not so much. Great facial, felt good, but keep in mind it's in a cave, so there's a certain level, excuse me, or a certain extent to which they can perform an actual facial because of the, I don't know, the air, the something, whatever. So, there's that. But, um caves to explore I randomly walked around and through caves on the grounds there's a pool like a not a lagoon i guess but there's like a body of water down in the caves that you can swim in so you can swim in a cave Uh, and loved it so grotto bay i think it's grotto bay beach resort and spa but it's a really easy uh place to find it's right by the airport also so If you're going to go to Bermuda, I definitely I tell everybody that goes to Bermuda to check that place out. But a lot of the excursions were closed. So all the water stuff that I had thought about doing before couldn't do. So I ended up having to do a lot of things myself. So if the excursions and the tours and the meetups and cultural experiences that are generally offered as a service are not operating, be prepared to do a lot of that shit yourself. So what I ended up doing was the extra work. I picked out all the different destinations and locations that like a city tour would um, take me to. And I figured out how to get there myself. So I was able to experience um, different places, but on my own. I had to do some of the research as to why I wanted to see these things by myself, but I had a whole week in the one destination. So that kind of gave me a little bit of time to look into it and figure out what I wanted to see. So just be prepared for the level of do it yourself or the level of just don't do, you know, what you may have initially intended to do be prepared to have a backup plan. So uh, those are my little tips for holiday and off-season travel. And um, I had Sha asked me last week what my travel rituals would be, like my travel routine. And it kind of got me to thinking, do I do more or less the same thing every time I travel? And the one thing, two things, Maybe three. So, yeah, I do have three things that are always, always, always on my routine, on my list of shit to do. And the number one thing is my plain uniform. I always wear the same fucking thing when I go to the airport. I always wear blue jeans, white tee, and some chucks. I wear my chucks everywhere. I'm a chucks kind of girl. If you're seeing me now on live, hey guys, I wear chucks everywhere. Do I wear chucks? Nope, I actually wore pumas today. But I'm a sneakers kind of girl. I'm sneakers, dad hat, t-shirts. That is my comfort zone. Do I occasionally like to dress up? Maybe. But I prefer a life of leisure. Let me be comfortable, especially if I'm sitting in a cramped window seat Or in an aisle seat where somebody's toddler keeps running back and forth or the stewardess keeps, you know, walking back and forth on the aisle with the cart. And wherever you sit, there are better places than other places, depending on how you like to sit. Just, Lord, please don't let it be a middle seat. But wherever you sit, there's going to be some level of discomfort after six hours. I don't care how small I am. I do not stay comfortable for the whole time. But. All that being said, I like to be as comfortable as I can be when I travel. I don't care if I'm going someplace where it's going to be 112 degrees. I'm always going to wear jeans because my legs are going to... The the plane is always cold. As soon as you take off, the air vents start kicking that real cold-ass air, and that shit gets fucking cold. I'm not trying to put your blanket on my my skin. I've heard horror stories about those blankets that the airport, um, that the airline gives you. So I will keep it wrapped in its plastic and I'll use it like as a back support or something like that. But unless I'm like dying cold, I won't, I don't need you. I don't need the blanket. Thanks. Um, I always bring a hoodie with me or like, um, a jacket just because again, planes are cold, airlines are cold. Every other trip I take, I forget my ne- my what do you call it? the neck rest, the neck rest thing, the neck pillow. So I always buy one. It's every other trip that has been a consistent practice and I don't do it on purpose, but I, I always forget It's every second trip. I'll remember it this next trip, but then trip after that, I have no idea. Additionally, somewhat unrelated, tangent, tangential, if you will. I have a week off July 20th and I have nothing booked. You'll be hearing this on July 4th. What up James? You'll be hearing this on July 4th. And if you've got any suggestion for where I could go, let me know, please suggest something. I got a week. I don't know where this is going to be. I've essentially got, well, when you hear this, I'll have 16 days to figure it out. Cause I'm pretty sure I won't have it figured out by the time this goes live. Um, so hit the kid up with some destination suggestions but uh back to my routine so I have my plain uniform blue jeans white tee and some chucks I try to wear a hat um but I also don't like leaving them places or forgetting them so sometimes I don't just if I know if I'm definitely going someplace hot where I won't necessarily need it I'll dead the hat idea um also probably as consistent as always wearing the same thing. My dad always, always, always takes me to the airport. One time my mom took me because my dad wasn't here. But when I travel, it's always my dad. He always drops me off and he always picks me up. And can I also say just a side thank you to my parents and a acknowledgement of how blessed and how fortunate I am. By no stretch of the imagination Um, have, did I come from a wealthy household in terms of finances? We came from a wealthy household in many other respects, but niggas ain't got money. Right. But my parents, even though I'm grown, when I say I'm grown, I'm grown, grown. Like I'll be 34 next month. Shout out to my birthday. I love birthdays, but I'll be 34 next month. My parents still slide me money when I go on vacation and I love them so much for that. You know what I mean? Just like here's a little $40, have a good time. 50, and, and by little, I don't mean little. Because it's fucking free money. Somebody gives you $50, fuck yes. Thank you, ma. I appreciate you. And it's just, you could do anything with your money. But you decided to hit your grown-ass kid off and say, God forbid something happens, you you got a little extra change in your pocket. You can eat. You bug out. You, you do what you want to do on your little trips. And you, you buy this, you buy that. Guess what? Ah, I got cash. I can eat. You know what I mean? So thank you, ma. Thank you, daddy, for... Definitely loving on your grown kids. I appreciate that. As an adult, that's not something that, um, even as a a non-adult, that's not exactly something that a lot of people are able to receive. That's not something that a lot of people are willing to do for their kids or, you know, whatever it is, however your take on it is. I am fortunate and I am grateful to my parents for the money that they slide me when i go on vacation i always um appreciate that um hold on let me end the live video so i'm gonna share that so that it's there um finishing uh oh and my parents also watch my dog God bless y'all. So like when I go on vacation, my dog goes on vacation. My parents have a huge yard. So she has a good old fucking time running around that motherfucker. So, and they love the shit out of that dog. My mama always was one of those black moms that was just like, ain't no dog coming in my house. Dogs belong outside. I'm never getting a dog. You want a dog? Get your own place. Well, that's like the second thing I did when I got my own place. I got a dog. And all of that shit she talked about, I hope you're listening, Ma, all that shit you talked about. Ain't no dog going to be on my house sitting on my couch. Boss, Her grandma, my mother's grandmother's dog was the only dog she allowed in the house until the dog died. On oh, my birthday, by the way, when I was like two, four, some shit like that. So maybe that was my thing with dogs as a kid. I don't know. But all that hot shit you talked about, dog ain't never going to sit on my bed. Never, never, never. Listen, Binksy runs that house. She does what she wants. She will fly in that door, loop the house like 17 times, take a breather, and then come like breathe in your face. Like she is, my dog is the best dog. I mentioned in like episode one, I'd probably bring her up. I'm a little disheartened at myself that it took me a whole 40 more episodes to talk about my furry kid. But yeah, so she spends whatever time away I Whenever I go away, my parents always watch my dog. There was only one unfortunate time she did get away. (laughs) She definitely ran away from my parents. And that was like the worst day of my life when I got that news. But thankfully, um, beautiful angel, Kiki, rescued her, loved on her, cared on her, and did post on social media that she had found her. And um, small, you know, small world, a friend of mine had seen it posted and... Recognized the dog after I got home and po- it, uh, it ended up working out kind of perfectly that I, I got my my furry baby back but um yeah so other than that experience I don't have anybody else or trust anybody else to watch my dog it's also on site with her and my grandma's dog so she can't stay with my grandparents so um them two hate each other like Binksy and Chuchi, mortal en- enemies like it don't take much for them to try to kill each other. So even holidays are separate now. Like they can't share holidays with the family. But um, between my uniform, my dad taking me and my parents blessing me. What else did I write down? I, oh, I mentioned the neck pillow that I forget. I always do like two days of packing. And by two days of packing, I mean I'll pack for two separate days. So, I mean, not for two separate days. Well, I will pack. For, mm, let me just explain it. So, I'll say I'm leaving on Saturday. Most times, I generally leave on a Saturday, right? So, say I'm leaving Saturday. Thursday, I'll do like a, a mock pack. I'll kind of go through what I think I'm going to wear. Throw that on the... um like in the suitcase and then I'll come back on Friday and then I'll I actually iron my clothes before I pack them just because I don't know if I'll always have an iron when I get someplace. Now granted if I roll it nicely, it won't get that wrinkled. Some shit is gonna get wrinkled, but I don't want it to be as wrinkled as it would be had I not ironed it before I rolled it and packed it. You feel me? So I'll and I roll pack. So I will tentatively pack on Thursday, just kinda an outline if you will. These are the outfits. But then on the Friday, I'll make sure that I got the right underwear for everything. Um, I don't wear bras, but depending on where I'm going, if I do have to wear one, then I got to make sure I got the right fucking ones. It's so much work to be a fucking girl. It some bullshit. But make sure you got all the right underwear and then make sure you got the right shoes and shit. I also make sure that I bring my what I call my medical bag. It's just like pills for any reason. The last thing you want to do is get overseas, not understand the language and try to explain somebody what end of what is coming out and what is bothering you. So I always have like Excedrin, Tylenol, Pepto, um, Dramamine. I have tweezers, nail clipper, alcohol pads, Vicks, which shout out to one of my coworkers. I have forgotten bug spray this last trip to Columbia and she was like, oh, why didn't you just get some Vicks? I'm like, Vicks? My nigga, what? Like, what's Vicks going to do? And then she was like, you just put a dab on your pressure points. That shit, that's, that smell will deter anything from coming around you. And I was like, you know what? That's a good fucking point that I wish I would have thought of that because I didn't even bring essential oil. I usually bring essential oil with me. I bring, I remember my sage. I will bring sage and I will sage because I stay at Airbnbs. So I will sage down these people's houses before I just sleep in there. Um, I don't need any of your negative energy. I don't, I need your spirits to know that I come in peace and that I am not the one to attach to. You know what I mean? That kind of shit. So, because I believe in all of that and I would like to... um You know, enter as warmly and as, uh, I guess you could say, I come in peace, if you will, as possible when I go to uh, other people's homes. So I do bring sage and I try to bring essential oils, but I definitely forgot essential oils this time. So I was definitely at the mercy of them plastic wristband things, which did nothing. Um, Well, the mosquitoes didn't bother me outside. It's just the Airbnb I stayed in was very porous and... um, Once the mosquitoes is in there, them niggas is there. So what else did I say? I do the medical bag. And I just, you know, the night before I line everything up so that when my dad gets there, I just throw everything in the car. Oh, and what the, um, I end up, last two things. Perfect. Check me out with an outline. I'm proud of myself this week. So. I think I do it more than I don't, so I think I can say that it's part of my routine. I tend to stash snacks. Whenever I come home, I realize that I've got airplane snacks in my bag from one of those assorted flights. So you know, on JetBlue, you can ask for, I'll take four bags of popcorners, please. You can ask them for whatever you want. So I just ask for, I always ask for two at a time. And if they come back around again, let me get another two, please. Thanks, sis. And I hold on to those. And somehow when I leave the airport, I try to leave before I get to my um, first destination or whatever destination I'm going to. I try to buy a bottle of water or two or at least a large one and get to the Airbnb or the hotel with water just because most countries have questionable tap water. You're not going to just drink the tap water at any country. So. I bring a bottle of water, not knowing whether or not the host is going to provide water or if there's going to be some place where I can easily get water. Um, so definitely looking for your liquor and your beers, but water, too, is very important. So I'll try to either ask for Like if they give out bottled water on the plane, those little baby bottles, I'll keep one or two of those. And then I'll also just try to buy a bottle of water before I leave the airport. And one of my favorite routines is now TSA pre-check. When I tell you pre-check is so fucking clutch, fuck your lines. I'm not waiting there. I'm not taking off my shoes. I'm not doing all this extra shit. I'm going, showing you my ticket, going into my pre-check line. And four minutes later, I'm going to be at the security uh, at the security point. Like, I love pre-check. It, I wish that there were more countries that had pre-check so that i could have that same level of access everywhere i went but you know it's good enough at jfk because it gets crazy in there so that's it um hope you enjoyed my holiday episode if you will and thank you again to this episode sponsor taji magazine uh Traveling shit listeners make sure you go and claim your 20% off on your new digital subscriptions Taji magazine is a magazine reclaiming our narrative and our imagery and that is our as in black people So go over there support black businesses support the publication that I contribute to I write for them and I offer their travel section and um Again, I'm your host, D-Carrie. Thank you for listening. Make sure to follow me on the Instagrams. I'm underscore D-C-A-R-R-I-E. And if you have any questions, comments, um, all that jazz, feel free to shoot me a DM and um, ask me any questions because I would love to do another questions episode. That one actually is doing pretty well. You guys are listening to that one and seem to enjoy it. So if you have any other questions that you'd like to ask me, Put them in, drop them into a DM or send me an email at travel and shit podcast, T-R-A-V-E-L, the letter N-S-H-I-T podcast at gmail.com. And um, I'll put those in the next uh, question episode. So, oh, and you know what? Shout out to Andrew. Shout out to, um, we call him poor Drew, but he is rich in love. I know you listen at your job and I know you listen everywhere that you can listen and uh thanks for all the support that's my brother i love him and um yeah just wanted to give you a little love and um to my ohana lo taryn drew um p thanks for the support guys love y'all and i will see you guys in episode 41 bye